Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined by a proper broadcaster of the day. Oh, yes. Somebody who completely put us back in our box. A legend of, of the uh, genre. Very much so. Tony Blackburn. Tremendous. Uh, we spoke to Tony. He had a bit of a sporting background. We didn't realise. He told us about wasn't that. It? Yeah. Uh, we were joined by Martin Kellner, squad number nine, for some sp- um, mm. sport on TV. And away from the sport on TV, the non-sporting telly was supplied by Mike Ward, absolutely Brighton and Hove supporting fan. Now um, we had a chat, didn't we? we as did. well. I fell out with a guest, but it was yeah, a bit but eggy, we won't so bring you that. Bring it's a bit eggy when Andy falls out. Yeah, somebody came on and said something mildly negative about Chelsea, and that was it. He turned on him. Great, great. Maybe we will bring you that. Yeah, go on. We told you about. It. At least we can do is bring you that. So we will. Uh, with apologies to Ariel, who was a who was good value. Anyway, uh, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And what a strange story that was about Wayne Rooney. He turned up early at Birmingham yesterday for yeah, his first 7 a.m. And he wasn't recognised by the security guard. Yeah. you think somebody there would have said, we've got a new manager coming in. It's a bloke called yeah. Wayne Rooney. You might have heard of it. I wonder if he was joking <laughs> when he turned up. Do you know, he's, you know that, that was the thing. If you ever phone mm. the cliff, if you ever phone Manchester United's old training ground, the person who offered answer, often answered the phone at like 6, 30, 7 o'clock was Sir Alex Ferguson. Yes, that's right. Yeah. He was always the first one there. So Wayne has decided clearly that's the way he works, you know, like mm. like the old gaffer. Well, you, you, he gets there early and gets his role working. models, aren't they? So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, he I should wanted, have done a, do you know who I am? Well, I wanted to ask them, I wanted to ask the listeners that, because we've had some great examples of that over the years. Failure to recognise mm. the stars. The one I always loved was a bunch of lads going on a stag do, and they're all football fans apart from one of them. And one of them went over to look at the uh, boards to see what was going on with the flight. They had mm. a delay. Mm. And there was, they saw him talking to someone. And he was chatting to him for about five minutes and they were both bemoaning sort of airline delays and the pain of it mm. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, and uh, he sat down he said, that fellow you were chatting to, he said, yeah, nice bloke. He said, he's like us, his flight's mm. delayed. He's a bit annoyed, you know, what can you do? He's talking about <laughs> airports. And, and they said, you know who it was? He said, no. He said, Sven Joran Eriksson. Really? Five minutes. He said, who? That's brilliant. Well. <laughs> Didn't know who he was. Not a clue. So failure to recognise yeah. the stars. Have you got a few of those uh, today? Yeah, it's true. Um, uh, going under the hammer, uh, Graham Budd, Graham Budd Auctions. Uh, we speak to yeah, them a lot. They do, do some yeah. brilliant sporting memorabilia. But they've got a Christerberg special next week. That's They're selling off some. And a lot of you know, musical instruments and different mm. things he's going to be selling off. But one of the things going under the hammer 
is a can of baked beans that he signed many years ago, apparently, to someone. Yeah, he gave the autographed Heinz tin to his head of merchandise as mm. a joke gift on a tour uh, in 2012. Now it's on sale. Alongside a photo and a set of vinyl, both signed by the singer, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the tin cost £1.40 in supermarkets, we're told, is set to fetch at least £80. <clears throat> so I was thinking, we've had a few corkers over the mm. years, um, what was it, a toaster signed by... Was it a toaster signed by Charlie Nicholas? Somebody, that was it. Somebody had gone out and bought... One of the listeners went out and bought a toaster. It was a microwave signed They'd, by Trevor on, Nelson. On their way back... It could be. I don't know if Max ever got it signed. But on his way back home, he saw Charlie Nicholas, and all he had on him to sign was his toaster. So his toaster at home had best wishes. Oh, yeah, fair Charlie enough, Nicholas. Yeah. The best one, of course, was the late, great Eric Bristow. Somebody saw him in a doctor's waiting room, picked up the first piece of paper he could find and said, uh, would you sign this for us, Eric? And he looked at it, he said, yeah, all right. And it was how to examine your breasts, leaflet, <laughs> um, which he said he proudly kept in a drawer at home. <laughs> so what did the stars sign? Failure to recognise the stars, all very starry again mm. today. We'll set you to work on those as it's a Friday. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. You can text to 8 and, 8, 8 and 89. You can tweet to TSHNJ. We've often talked about uh, different types of hole in, <clears throat> holes in one on this show. Yeah. It's a lovely staple. Father and son, oldest one, yeah. two on the same yeah. round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's popped up on my Instagram yesterday. Yeah. It's one arm golfer at Pebble Beach. Yeah. It's amazing that he can even hit the ball, but he does. He play, hits it and then he goes in. Hole in one. Hole Never in seen one that for before. a one. That's fantastic. Well done yeah. to him. There's, a lot, there's many good one arm golfers. I mean, oh, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Still, I, I hadn't seen it. Certainly not get a hole in one anyway. Do you want the worst feature? feature ever in the history of newspapers. Oh, yeah, what's that? I, I, I brought a story yesterday to Charlie, and it's right up your street because you like a Christmas scare story, don't oh, yeah. you? <laughs> Ferrero Rocher uh, shortage mm. uh, this Christmas. It's a poor nut harvest. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, we talked about it, yeah. So that was in the Telegraph on Tuesday. Yeah, on yeah. Wednesday, they follow up with this. It's clearly, the features department had a massive hole on one page. <laughs> yeah. They said, what can we do? So the headline was... Can't buy Ferrero Rocher? Easy. Make them at home. Make your own. <laughs> yeah, how much How much time have you got on your hands? Yeah, I know. I mean, you've done everything, basically. You've done every <laughs> possible job when you get to the point where you think, you know what, I'll do this afternoon. Make my own Ferrero Rocher. It's an Italian version. I remember seeing a programme in this mm. about the history of chocolate in this yeah. country. And to match Ferrero Rocher, this Italian <clears> company <throat> brought in these, and they're delicious. So, I, unfortunately, I can't remember the name of them. So, if you're desperate... Oh, that's not much help. Well, I'll look it up in the Look break. it up for us, uh, Andy. But, yeah, don't go making your own, really. It's <laughs> no, a, don't, just definitely don't do that absolutely potty thing to do. And a 107-year-old woman has yeah. uh, put it all down to tea, which is strange, because normally they put it all down to porridge and whiskey. Porridge and whiskey, that, that fantastic combo, combo yeah. yeah. Would you move into a house that had number 13 as an address? Would it bother you? Yeah, slightly, yeah. I, I was quite was, shocked to read yeah, today. I saw that. Yeah, it's the, the average house price is three hundred ninety-three grand, mm. but if you buy a number thirteen, mm. three hundred and fifty-four people are loath to buy a number thirteen. Well, I don't think it would bother me. It's Friday the thirteenth today. Obviously, yeah, that's so why it came some up, people yeah. think that mm. thirteen is lucky. Not everybody thinks thirteen's unlucky. Oh, okay. So it's a quite, you know. Is 13 your lucky number and why? Tell us. <laughs> no, it. come on, please. Come on. Tell us today That's on top mad. of failing to recognise the stars. 
and uh, the stuff they sign. Talksport.com forward slash HJ. Text to 81089. Tweet to TSHJ. We're going to look at the, yeah, sorry. the varsity <clears throat> match between Oxford and Cambridge. In I didn't rugby. see it, no. It's, no, it's moving from Twickenham to, Sa- to Saracens mm. because they don't really get enough people to justify Twickenham. No. And it is a sort of anachronism, really. It's like a bit like Eaton versus Harrow. Yeah. And I remember going to that game when I was, well, not, not that young, but about, the varsity match, yeah. about 25, 30 years ago. Mm. I think I was off and had a bit. It was on, and I thought, oh, I'll go and see this. And then up to very, very recently, that was the only rugby match I'd ever been to at Twickenham. Right. And I thought, mm. what's the point? But there we yeah. go. Yeah. Well, I don't support what's the I point? Don't, I didn't go to either university. Right. So, no. Yeah. I'm, I didn't have any skin in the game at all, really. You do surprise me. And I don't even like rugby unions. So okay, yeah. well, it's a <laughs> tremendous evening out. <laughs> but you do time. like rugby league. I love rugby league. And we got the grand final tomorrow. We've got the championship final as well. We'll touch on that. Mark Wilson will bring mm. you commentary of that one with Paul Cook, former Harlan Hull KR player. That's uh, tomorrow evening, 6pm. Looking forward to that. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I'm just First song I ever played on Radio 1, I think. Yeah, by our next guest. Yeah. Happy memories for him. 80 years young, still going strong. I was say 80 years ago. No, <laughs> not 80, not quite 80 years ago. Amazing. Uh, Radio Royalty, the legend that is Tony Blackburn. Hi, Tony. That's very kind of you. Thank you very much. My first time on Talk Sport as well. It's a big oh. moment for me. Oh, as you probably don't know this, but I'm a great sporting person. I, I, I went to Millfield School and I got a sports scholarship in cricket. Oh wow! Well, okay. I didn't know that. Could you have? Could you have How made about it? Have you hadn't? If you hadn't been a disc jockey, could you have been a cricketer? Did you have a chance, Tony? No. Absolutely honest with you. I, I also don't like cricket. Oh, okay. But I, I was very good at it. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, you'll be surprised. There's a lot of pro sports people who are actually great at things that they don't That's particularly true. like. It's, you're you're uh, still going strong on radio too. I hear you all the time, and uh, your enthusiasm yeah. seems undiminished. It's amazing. Well, it's very kind of you. Yeah, I mean, I, I love uh, I love talking rubbish, and I like playing great music, <laughs> and uh, that's what it's all about. You know, I mean, next year it'll be sixty years uh, on the radio. That's a long time. It's amazing what you can get away with, isn't it? Yeah, Incredible. tell us about it. Yeah, we're still <laughs> yeah, exactly. not quite, we're not still, quite, not quite I don't that like long. To say that we're yeah, still no. here. I know. <laughs> we, we know you were thinking it. You were also telling the first ever king of the jungle, weren't you? I was. Yeah, yeah. in two thousand and two. Wow, yeah, a long time ago. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it, yeah. And uh, we were there for a couple of weeks in um, Australia, and it was—I—I I, I found it great fun. You know, it's—it's it's moved on a little bit now, and the things they're asking people to do. Uh, I wouldn't like to eat all that stuff, but you see, I'm very lucky because I was a vegetarian, mm. right? I still am a vegetarian, <clears throat> so I didn't have to eat all that stuff that they're eating. You know, I—I oh. I really couldn't do that. That's horrible. <laughs> um, are you a? Are you? A, you said you'd like. You know, you played cricket. They didn't like it. Are you a football fan? Do you follow a football team, Tony? No. Never got into it. No, no I'm, I'm terribly sorry. I'm not mm. really. I don't follow much sport. I, I like to watch a little bit of tennis. I also like rugby. I like rugby. I used to be in the rugby team, uh, and uh, I I do like rugby. I prefer rugby to football, if I'm absolutely honest. I don't watch football, but rugby I do like very much. And music, well, what, I mean, obviously, you, you sound of the 60s and everything, and you were brought up yeah. on that, but have you have you got favourite yeah. artists, favourite songs that, that you'd love to play in your downtime when you're not on air? 
Well, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, my main love has always been soul music, and mm. uh, we have a section in our, because I'm touring with the Sound of the 60s uh, theatre show at the moment. We've been doing that for the last four years. We've got a seven-piece band Brilliant. and singers, and uh, I come on and talk about the 60s and joke around with the audience. And uh, we've been doing that for a long, long time now. And um, my, I, I guess really... Diana Ross, Diana Ross. I absolutely love Diana Ross. I, I toured with Diana Ross in the seventies, Diana Ross and the Supremes, and I got to know Stevie Wonder very well as well. Uh, so those are my probably my two favourites. And Marvin Gaye, one of the very few Motown artists I didn't meet, but I love uh. Marvin Gaye. You know, any any Motown and Philadelphia and that sort of thing as well. Having said that, I also like you know singers like um, I, I used to love Tom Jones. I mean, he's great. He's great. He's got such a yeah. great voice and a really nice guy as well. Timeless like you, really, old Tom. He doesn't seem to doesn't seem to get any older. <laughs> well, well, I don't know. If you looked at some of my earlier photographs from the sixties, <laughs> I have aged just slightly. <laughs> to be absolutely honest with you, but you still do the old jokey joke intros, which are great. And you're using the music. You'll mm. say something, and then you'll use the music as a kind of punchline. I, I always enjoy yeah. those. Yeah. Well, it's good, it's good fun. I mean, uh, I enjoy doing that. All the shows I do, I do, uh, I, I, I do the Sound of the Sixties, the Golden Hour on Sunday on Radio Two, and I do a, a, a four-hour local radio show as well, which I thoroughly enjoy doing. And I'm very lucky that I'm able to select all the music I play, which for me is very important. Uh, mm. And the jokes, actually, funnily enough. When I took over uh, Sound of the Sixties, I decided not to tell jokes anymore. But the audience kept <laughs> writing in with these yeah. great jokes. Yeah, you've got to. So all these jokes, <laughs> I get blamed for them. But it's not my fault. It, it really isn't my fault anymore. It's like Ronnie Scott, the way he used to get up there and do the same half a dozen jokes. People, you know, it's like tell us one we know, Tony. It's like people want they want that from you, yeah. don't they? They've, they've been brought up on it. Well, I, you know, I, I, I started writing a few jokes in the 60s, mm. and um, I thought they were quite good, so I've used them for the last 59 years or so. <laughs> uh, but uh, the <laughs> listeners are now sending in new jokes oh. that are far better than mine, and I just want to know where they're getting them from, because they're really good. Some <laughs> a, of them, not a, all of them. On a serious note, though, you were very ill recently. Yeah. I mean, we, we, you, you were yeah. touch and go for a while, wasn't it? Are you all good now? Uh, yes, I am. I, I had sepsis. Uh, which I'd never heard of before. I didn't realise how serious that was. Mm. And I had pneumonia at the cool. same time and then blood poisoning, which went into the yeah. heart. So I was in hospital for a couple of months and um, I had a lot of antibiotics and things like that. And it was a bit touch and go. I gather, you know, nobody told me that, but I gather it was. Mm. And um, But I'm okay now. Yeah, I seem to be all right now. That's the main thing. I've been out of hospital for a you know couple of months and i'm you know back to work but they've told me to just take it e a little bit easy mm. so what i'm doing with the theater shows i'm doing instead of three a week uh, i'm doing one <laughs> uh, i was dashing around the country like a 21 year old to be yeah. honest with you it's a bit stupid because i am 120 as you well know <laughs> of course but i'm guessing i'm guessing the fact you have kept active and you are fit and you've kept doing stuff mm. and yeah. it helped with within this time had you not been as fit it could have been different well, yeah, they told me that, actually, that uh, I'm moderately fit in myself, but um, it was just I caught this thing. They think I got it from – I had a tooth extraction right at the back, and they think that the infection oh, yeah. came in through that. Wow. And so uh, that's the, re the way it happened. But it was a bit touch and go. I didn't realize how serious it was until um, uh, one day when I was in hospital, my whole family were around my bed. Wow. And I thought, Wow. This is, that's, that's not a good sign. That's never a good sign, is it, really? <laughs> yeah. No, just not, not really. I thought this must be more serious than I think, I yeah. thought. 
The hundred year old mother in law standing there. <laughs> well, she, she was in a tracksuit. She'd just been for a, a 20 mile run. <laughs> yeah. so she, was, she was fine. But well, I, good stuff. And she gave me words of wisdom. You know, she said, just keep breathing. Yeah. And I did. So uh, that was it. You know, go wise still, words. I was still here, but it was a bit touch and go. Yeah. yeah I'm, Really glad I uh, came round from that one. Well, we're delighted to hear it. Yeah, and it's brilliant. lovely to talk to you, Tony. Great pleasure. Thanks very much for joining Thank us. Thank you very much. Thank you. All the best. Very Thank kind you. Of you to invite me. Keep doing no, your no thing. Problem. It's, uh, yeah, the great Tony Blackburn there. Brilliant. And uh, you can catch him on another radio station, of course. And uh, you can see him on tour. And it's when you're 80 <clears> and your voice still sounds yeah. young, it's great. Though. I know. He doesn't sound, mm. he doesn't really sound much different, does no. he? No, absolutely. Excellent. Is that true of you, Andy? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Have you heard him when he's 80? Chelsea, I, I can't believe we've lost. I, I like to think so. <laughs> Cole Palmer can't be our manager. I can't believe we're giving the job already. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ariel Hawani, good afternoon. Oh, good afternoon, gentlemen. It's great to be on my uh, favorite radio station. It's oh. taken you a while to have me on, but I listen every morning, in fact, to you guys as I'm driving my kids to school because you know it's eight o'clock in the morning in new york city i'm a huge huge fan i have a few bones to pick with all of you but i'm going to allow you to uh ask your questions about yesterday yeah. and then i'll air my grievances we'll come on to that it's nice to know that we're a breakfast show with you maybe we can get more money <laughs> yes. we're a bre- oh, we're at least we're a breakfast show somewhere there's the a world. family in new york every morning that listens to you guys oh, rest assured so you can tell that to the bosses and uh, get a few raises out of that why forest first tell us why a, a, a proud canadian Gentlemen, like forests you. are magic mm. all over the pitch all right mm. two-time european cup champions put some respect on their name i'm sitting in a a, a, a city right now where they're going gaga over the treble yeah pick up the phone when you go back to back like uh, Clough and the boys did back in 79 and 80. Uh, I'm a diehard uh, Nottingham Forest fan as of last year, and I know you'll laugh at that, but you know I needed a club. My, my boys love soccer, and I needed my own club, and I would be damned if I picked the top four that you guys on TalkSport only speak about. You only speak about the top four. <laughs> I tune into Adi Oladipo, my guy, and he's slagging off for us for beating Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Can you put some respect on our name? What Stevie Cooper has done with the boys over the past year and a half in the midst of rumors that he's going to get sacked for Patrick Vieira. Stevie Cooper the best manager in the Premier League. I will go to my grave saying that what he has done with these amount of transfers, getting the team to come together as one, now doing better than we were last year at the international break, developing stars like Morgan Gibbs-White. Shout out to him. He's playing at the city ground for the under-21 club uh, this 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 weekend. Awonyi, look, look at the promise that he has shown as of late. What he did with Brendan Johnson. I could go on and on. Nottingham Forest is a tremendous club. They do it the right way. The people of Nottingham are tremendous people, and I'm so proud to be one of theirs. They have accepted me as their own, and I would just like, if I could, can I speak to the bosses now? You guys are going to get your raise, but can we get some more Forest respect on TalkSport? All I hear about is Tottenham this and Liverpool that and Man United and Man City this. What's wrong with Chelsea? You know what's wrong with Chelsea? They they played Nottingham Forest. They played the buzzsaw that is Nottingham Forest. That's what's wrong with Chelsea. Did you actually see the game, mate? <laughs> I mean, seriously. And they actually see the game? 1-0 on the road? What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Luckiest win has ever been. You had one luckiest shot goal. goal. And what in luck, the end, Jackson missed win. a chance that you it was, couldn't possibly miss. I thought it was a great, Man United, was a great goal. Man United beating Forest after we were up 2-0. That was a lucky yeah. win, all right? Well, uh, Man Ariel, City this show, couldn't Ariel, do anything in the second half. That was a lucky win. I used to like Forest, but I've gone off from there. This show said, keep Steve Cooper in a job. We know he's 
dad. We've got Stan Collymore on Forest Legend in half an hour's time. So, look, we've run out of time. Uh, former Premier League referee, his father, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Keith, I, I, great referee. We know Keith really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So. I appreciate you guys saying that because last year around this time, you may recall, everyone was saying that he should be sacked. And yeah. I couldn't believe it. But I got to give respect and uh, and and love to the to the ownership team because they stayed the course. And look at all the other teams that didn't stay the course. Look yeah, at where they're that's sitting. That's true. Right now. No, it, so. it, it's worked out. Ariel, lovely to talk to you. Enjoy uh, enjoy the f- the fights tomorrow night. Enjoy the whole evening. Come tonight. on, you red. Put some respect on Nottingham's name. There we are. There's Ariel Hawani There, as you may have gathered, read between lines, is a Forest fan of yeah. uh, of recent standing. Yeah. And uh, since, since last year, it tremendous. all starts. It all starts at eighty. You've got to, you've got to choose a team, haven't you? You yeah. could You can't accuse. A glory hunting, can <laughs> no, you? Not. Although I'm sure not county fans say so you could have supported us. Yeah, exactly. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Can Hines baked beans signed by Krista Berg going under the hammer at an auction next mm. week for 80 quid, they reckon. Um, Madness. Yeah. Uh, and also, we uh, we mentioned uh, earlier on that. What um, would you do with it if you bought it, though? Put it on the side, <laughs> just on the old. So it's a talking point. Yeah. Why have you got a tin of beans on your side? Oh, they're signed by Krista Berg. We're interested in the stuff they signed when uh, the only thing you had uh, to hand was. Uh, so what have we got on here? I bumped into Lawrence Delalio, says Sean in Liverpool. We chatted for a while, lovely guy, but the only thing I had on me was a five pound note. So I asked him to sign it for my son. He called me a cheapskate, but still signed it. Must have been an old one. You couldn't, you couldn't sign a new £5. We can't write on those things, can you? Maybe he had an indelible marker. Just on the off <laughs> chance he ran into Lawrence Delalio. I've got absolutely no idea. Story. Yeah. Oh, listen, yeah, 14 years ago, my dad met Paul Scholes outside his office in Manchester. After asking for a signature, he realised he had nothing for him to sign. Opened his wallet, pulled out a £10 note. It's all going on currency. I now have a random tenor with um, Scholes' squiggle on it in my office, says uh, Joe. Is it worth more as the tenor or as the autograph? To, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I would imagine more with the autograph. You're going to get at least £10 back, aren't you, really? That's at true. least you know that. <laughs> uh, I saw Bill Murray at King's Cross Station, the fine Hollywood actor. To not the plumber, although Obviously. I'm sure there's almost certainly a Bill Murray is, yeah. who's a plumber. And, William um, Murray and Sons. I had nothing to sign <laughs> apart from my high vis vest, says oh, Des, really? which he did. Yeah, nice. uh, so fair enough. Um, what else have we got here? So you can keep those coming. Talksport.com, text 1889, mm. tweet TSH&J. Anything else you've noticed, Andy? You yeah, talk talking about? to Australia yesterday. I was watching, we were waiting for the birthday spread. I saw Steve Smith get out. I've never seen a dismissal like that. Mm. Now, Steve Smith, when he when he, when he I don't know if you've seen him walking back to the pavilion. Yeah, but I've never. His mouth was open the whole time. It was just like I know, sort of in complete disbelief. And you have to say, looking at it's it, it's a bad decision, wasn't it? I, well, I don't know. I mean, Hawkeye said he was out, but he, I sometimes you wonder. I mean, Hawkeye's supposed to be foolproof, but sometimes you think, well, oh, he just that just wasn't hitting the stumps. That was definitely going down the leg side. But anyway, yeah. it didn't make, make that much difference. To the, to the overall performance, which wasn't great. A little bit of news, Andy. Oh, yeah. Alastair Cook, Sir Alastair Cook, has announced that he is retiring from all forms really? of cricket. Of course, he was still turning out for Essex wow. and scoring runs for Essex. Amazing, he? yeah. So, so probably, um, you know, he's had a fantastic career. What a player he's been. Yeah. He got, it, when we, it wasn't, yeah, in the summer he got, he's still been scoring centuries, mm. hasn't he? He got one in over the summer for Essex. So, oh, yeah. So, yeah, but, you know, no, yeah. I mean, it'd give him more time to go to Kenilworth Road, wouldn't it? Oh, really? Luton Town oh, yeah. fan. Okay. Mm. Oh, hopefully, uh, now Andros Townsend has signed for them. Yeah, that was a that good was signing. Good move. That, yeah, a very yeah. good signing for a lot of experience. So, so that's good. good. That'll work out for him. Um, we are going to talk rugby shortly um, mm. with Ugo Monia and Stuart Hogg, head of the 
quarterfinals. And we're interested in the stuff the stars signed and indeed failing to recognise the famous people after Wayne Rooney turned up at seven o'clock at Birmingham's training ground and the security guy didn't know who he was, apparently. So uh, has that ever happened to you? Talksport.com, text 1889, tweet J. Greg says, I met Michael Palin on a ferry to France and had nothing for him to sign except for the lid of a KFC bargain bucket. My friend Isn't Ross, he fighting tomorrow, KFC? Yeah, KFC. <laughs> sure well, yeah, well, I think, yeah. Well, we've been saying, after this fight, KSI fights, well, he's got DFS first. Yeah. Uh, so he fights DFS, and you can imagine the trash talk. How can you have a sale for three years? It's not a sale then, is it? By definition, you imagine the trash talk, and then he takes on DHL. Yeah. And he promises to deliver against them, obviously. <laughs> PPI. And then he'll P- yeah, PPI claim back. What a, remember, what a, he was a cricketer, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah. He fights him. And then KFC, he takes on the Colonel. Tremendous. So that's the ne- next four. Fi- next four. If you've got any others, uh, K- uh, KSI's upcoming, new opponents. upcoming fights <laughs> beyond Tommy Fury tomorrow because he prefers to fight people with, with three initials. So uh, talksport.com, tech to 89 tweet I mean the colonel he's got been in his 80s now he shouldn't have too much trouble there should he get blood all over <laughs> that one. Get he's, wad- de- he's now a lot older yeah. than in his 80s yeah get blood on that white suit <laughs> won't look good in the ring I it? feel he's no longer with us yeah I'll give you 11 herbs and spices <laughs> tell me what they are I can't I'll have to kill you I'd watch it wouldn't you I would actually the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast time then to uh, take a look at a week of sport on TV in the company of always squad number nine uh can't walk the streets in Kuala Lumpur. <laughs> King of overnights. You get the idea. Martin Kellner. Good afternoon, Martin. Good afternoon to you, boys. You all right? Yeah, yeah we're not too really bad, good. Martin. Not yeah. too bad. So um, what have you taken in this week, TV-wise? Well, yeah, great documentary, uh, which is on BBC iPlayer. It's a Storyville documentary, mm. you know, so it's a posh one. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and those uh, th- those are on BBC Four. Uh, but it's, you know, they, they took a couple of years or a year making the thing uh, and it's about wheelchair rugby league mm. so it's um it was shot uh during the uh during the rugby league world cup mm-hmm. uh and uh you know if you know i went to one or two of the matches during the during the world cup i went to one in uh sheffield in a sports hall there they do they cover one from the copper box uh in uh in london it's uh it's a brilliant documentary you know not just because wheelchair rugby league is a, it's a brilliant sport to watch i mean it really is it's uh it's fierce it can be pretty brutal mm. Um, but also, the, you know, the, the individual stories of the guys I- involved in it. Um, for instance, James Simpson. These guys got thirty England caps. He's now, uh, I think, he coaches the uh, the Leeds team now. But he lost both legs and a hand in uh, Afghanistan. You know, he he stepped on a on a buried device when he was serving out there, and he's what you call a bilateral trans femoral uh, amputee. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, prior to prior to that happening, he'd never broken a bone in his life. He was always totally fit, uh, and he was basically looking for an activity to take up. Uh, and he's now become you know a huge figure in, in uh, wheelchair rugby league, especially in this documentary. And it's about the the rivalry between uh, England and France mm. um, because they're clearly the two best sides. I won't tell you who who wins in the end, <laughs> or even though you know if you know anything about, uh, or if you're watching the World Cup, uh, you'll know exactly what happened. 
But um, great stories. I mean, brilliant stories. There's another guy called uh, Jack Brown, who's one of the players in the England team. He t- and he's, um, you know, he's able-bodied because that's the whole thing about it. They yeah. they sort of plug wheelchair rugby league as the most diverse sport in the world. You can be able-bodied, you can be disabled, you can be male, you can be female. It doesn't matter. Um, I think there was one female member in the England squad, didn't play in the final, but there was one in the squad. But there's two, you can have two able-bodied and three, you have to have a minimum of three uh, disabled players uh, in the team. Uh, so, you know, if you're looking for inclusivity in sport, uh, it's there. It, it's absolutely mm. brilliant. And uh, they, you see see the whole thing. Claire Balding is brought in to give them um, give them a pep talk. You know, and the, the, I mean, the last time we saw her is talking to the uh, little puppies at uh, Crufts. But she's, uh, no, she's, seriously, she is brilliant. She, you know, she said, show no mercy. You know, get in there. So the first match you see is uh, England versus Australia. And like all England-Australia matches, you know, it's uh, it's pretty fierce. But um, it's a great documentary. I, can, I couldn't recommend a documentary more because they've, one of the, one of the guys says, uh, if you don't like being thrown about, take up dominoes and i thought to myself well i once went to a dominoes tournament in <laughs> st paul's in bristol yeah and that that got pretty feisty wow. banging banging the dominoes down on the table <laughs> yeah. like that. That happened, that, knocking that happened. some quite aggressive knocking princess kate <laughs> princess of wales is yeah a big yeah fan she of had this. a bash yeah, yeah, she, she did. She, she had a go, and she's a, it's part of her role as patron of the Rugby Football League. So yeah. I love this, though. They said, her skills were lauded by England head coach Tom Coyd, who called her a natural. They always say that about yeah. the Royal family. They're never going to say. <laughs> she's got no concept of the game. She should never play it again. They're never going to say that, are they? No. Um, so, no, yeah, we'll check, we'll check that out, Martin. Just go, what about, uh, what about the grand final tomorrow, Martin? Where, where's your money going? Catalans or, or Wigan? Know, it's... My mm. expert on mm. this, who's usually very good, actually, says it really, really is too close to call. Mm. Wigan, wow. very slight favourites with the bookies. Yeah. But, you know, for, after Catalan beating St. Helens last week, and it's uh, it's Sam Tompkins' last match ever, you know, so he's going to yeah. be highly motivated. He scored a late try last week. Um, and uh, so, you know... Um, to be honest, I like an outsider, so I would put my money on Catalan simply because they could do it. But Wigan have been in fearsome form lately and murdered them over there, yeah. uh, you know, earlier in the season. So Wigan favourites, if you'd like to back a favourite, probably put your money on Wigan. The timing back- perfect, Martin, isn't it? Because it's it's got its yeah. own window tomorrow night, six o'clock. It's up against Strictly. It but- often does that. They often <laughs> schedule it for the... Yeah. No, no, obviously, no um, football on to get in the way. No. So lovely shop window for, for Rugby League before the, the big game at eight o'clock in, in, uh, in the world of Rugby Union. So uh, let's yeah. have a look at Human Playground, which is on mm. Netflix. You've been watching this, Martin. Tell us more. Yes. Well, this is a sort of educational show. This is about sport and why we do it. What's it all about? about Alfie but mm. it's about it's it's sort of about the the roots of sport so I would describe the program as anthropology oh. I know uh, you've got a lot of anthropology fans listening oh, very yeah, much, yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> talk, an- talk anthropology is one of our sister stations <laughs> Yes, we humans love to play, the uh, narrator says. Over the last 300,000 years, we've come up with thousands, maybe millions of games. We play to appease the gods. Have you found that? We play to uh, push our boundaries. Mm. Um, A play is evoked from our uh, fight to survive. It's an ancient ritual. So they're going to all that. They show you a, a sport in Ethiopia 
um, which the players start by drinking, the, or at least the new players start by drinking an ancient superfood. Oh. Do you want to know what that is? It's a mm. pint of fresh cow's blood. I knew it was going yeah. to involve blood. Wow. Yeah, oh, there's a lot of blood in this. And that's the pre-match meal, is it? <laughs> that's the pre-match wow. meal. They, they, and they hit each other, you know, it's not just poached egg on toast. No, chicken, they, and, beans. Uh, chicken and beans. Chicken yeah. and beans. Chicken and beans. And beans. Cow's blood. <laughs> None of that. No. Um, but basically, the, the, the uh, what happens in the game is they hit each other with sticks. Oh. And that's it. The game is simple. You hit your opponent till he surrenders. Uh, and that's it. There's no time so, limit, Martin. That's slightly worrying. Mm. Not really. Yeah. No, somebody somebody surrenders. So at least they did in this uh, on the right. telly. And they show you one other sport which has its roots in ancient times. Mm. Uh, and this is played in the north of Holland. It's like sort of pole vaulting, except they do it over a over a canal or a river. Oh, I've seen um, that. Yeah, I've seen that before. Mm. They do it. Yeah, they do it over over. Yeah, have you yeah. seen that before? Andy? I think it sounds familiar. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, canals don't they do it over the canals? Mm. Yeah, they? the yeah. canals and things. It's, it's like a large. They sort of, I don't know. They hoist themselves on it. It's very pole vaulting is the most similar thing, mm. but they call it flurry lepen, <laughs> which means far leaping. Ah. And it grew out of the fact that they, you know, were trying to find a way to get over the canals to, uh, you know, to do whatever they needed to do over mm. the. Uh, and the people who do it are known as uh, Frisian leapers. Oh. That's not Frisian like the cattle. It's F R I S I A N. <laughs> right. And they they speak to the Dutch record holder mm. in this sport, and he says, uh, "If you are the Dutch, re- if you have the Dutch record, you're also the world record holder." Oh yeah. So you, would be, you would be, wouldn't you? No really? one else is playing it, are they, really? Canal no, looping, not being anywhere so else. <laughs> if you're looking to get yourself a world record, mm. that's one way to do it. Uh, I watched one other thing this week, if you're interested. Oh, yeah. Got time for a um, real quickie. Real quickie. Mm. This is Bear and Johnny Wilkinson's Wild Adventure oh. uh, on ITVX. Uh, they go to the wilds of Devon, where it's steep, exposed, n- notoriously wet. Mm. As we know, Johnny Wilkinson's a complex character. He's yeah. had some, uh, he's had some sort of mental health issues, which he's he's talked about quite a lot. Uh, and uh, you know, amongst his his problems are um, the fact that he's he's uh, claustrophobic, doesn't like uh, enclosed spaces, also uh, suffers a bit from vertigo, doesn't like heights. Mm. So, of course, what they do is they take him down a pothole in the most uh, you know the, the most not exposed phase. I'm looking the other way around. It's mm. not agrofo- mm. what's claustrophobic. Claustrophobic, Sorry, claustrophobic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, agrophobic would be ideal yeah. in the wilds of Dartmoor. <laughs> um, no, claustrophobic. So they um, they take him down a pothole, obviously, mm. and they take him up to the height, to the top of an escarpment. And it's, it's two posh boys, really. Oh, well, um, I'm never, ever going to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> no. I did, well, I did say to myself, you I know. I thought anything was, worse. <laughs> like... Well, I did think, why are they doing it? Mm. Well, because it's on TV. Yes, yes. And that is really that is really <laughs> the end of it. But there are all sorts of programs like that, which always reminds me of the, the, the gag in Seinfeld, uh, where the guy says to them from NBC System, why will people watch it? Mm. And they say, because it's on TV. And he says, not yet it. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but, but this, in fact, well, is the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. 
And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Joining us now, Brighton and Hove Albion supporting TV review for The Star. It is Mike Ward. Good afternoon, Mike. Good afternoon, guys. And Frazier's back. Frazier, um, yes. Yeah, with, um, with a, a, a slightly different cast, including a very familiar... Well, I'd say completely different. Completely well, different, yeah. yeah absolutely. Well. It is completely different cast. The familiar face is Nicholas Lyndhurst. Yeah. Mm. Rodney from Only Fools and Horses. Who, who knew he was a friend of Dr. Frazier Crane? He Thank seems to get the excerpts I've seen. He seems to get the sort of Niles lines. I don't know if that's accurate. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the, the Niles. Are, basically, just to just to sort of clarify, Fraser's back on Paramount Plus streaming mm-hmm. service. So, uh, first two episodes are back uh, are there today. The other eight are coming in, in due course and over the course of the next few weeks. It's it's Frazier back in Boston, which of course is where we first saw him in Cheers mm-hmm. more than forty odd years ago. Uh, he's no longer a, a radio shrink. He's he's going to be a lecturer at Harvard and Nicholas Lindhurst plays an old academic friend of his who's already a professor at Harvard and he's just a sort of lazy booze swilling academic who's just you know does as little work as possible so there's a relationship there and then the characters are as I say completely new characters so you don't have Niles you don't have Daphne you don't obviously uh, like John Mahoney who played his dad Martin is there so isn't there so you've now got completely new set of people that he bounces off and I think it's okay I I I it's never going to be the old show, but I think it's enjoyable and it's yeah. sort of unpretentious. It's not trying to sort of, you know, deliver any profound message. Uh, it feels very like a traditional sitcom in, in, in a lot of respects. It's so tough because as a sitcom, a lot of it was about the dynamic between him and Niles and his yeah. dad. His dad they show the old ones on Channel 4. They still hold up. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, over and over again. It's quite but... difficult when you lose kind of key members of a cast yeah. to, to the keep gags that are trying to recreate the dynamic. So the dynamic between his dad, who of course mm. was a cop, ex-cop, yeah. uh, is now sort of trying to they're trying to replicate it with his son mm. who is this Harvard dropout who's become a firefighter so there's kind of that class thing there going on yeah that doesn't quite work mm. I watched the it. first ever one the other day and it, did you? yeah oh, wow. I did and it's uh it's amazing, it's like a lot of American sitcoms, how defined the characters are, you know, yeah. straight away. Well, he'd been in Cheers, so you had a yeah. chance, and he, you know. But Daphne and, and yeah, Daphne no, it's uh, it's it was uh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll watch it. Certainly out of interest, Mike. Um, yeah. Now, um, the good ship murder uh, <laughs> in brackets. No one mentioned death in paradise. <laughs> this is Shane Ward. He's lovely. Though. He's been in the studio mm, with yeah, us in the great. past in his singing career. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it is it's basically death in paradise. It's Catherine de- Tilsey is paradise well. on like on well, floating at sea, floating death in paradise. <laughs> yeah, but, 
as as you know, my favourite type of TV is is terrible TV. Yeah. Uh, There's no no scope to write about something that's that's great, is there? Mm. Let's be honest. This is fantastically cheesy Friday night TV. It is exactly that. So Mm. it's set on board a cruise ship. Is Jane McDonald in it? No. They don't throw her overboard in episode one, do they? wasted opportunity because Jane Ward plays... Singing Cake by the Ocean, they lob her into the sea. <laughs> she could turn up in episode eight, just yeah. to round it off nicely. Mm. Um, Shane Moore plays this guy who's um, a, 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 a murder cop who's decided to quit the force to become a cruise cruise ship singer. Mm. Uh, obviously, Catherine Tilsley, who was a, who played who was with him in Coronation Street, yeah. plays mm. the first officer uh, on the ship. Uh, and basically, the police are rubbish, as in all shows where the police feature, but they're not police dramas. The police are always rubbish. Uh, so they, the police officer turns up for about two minutes, mm. and then pretty much says, "I'll leave it to you." Um, and so the two of them, she's a uh, Catherine Tills's character is a, is a pog, true crime podcast fan, so that gives yeah. her an excuse. And what's great. At the end of each episode, because each episode is... Is there a murder on the ship every week? Well, I don't think it's on the ship. It's oh. not on the ship in this first one. I'm just about to watch the second one. I think the, the buffet could take a few people out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get enough. And the thing is, that, uh, the thing is that <clears throat> the people on the ship are actual real-life passengers. Really? They're, yeah. So I hope nothing... You know, if you really? poison the wrong person, that could be a okay. gig. So what did they say to him? Look, it's a free cruise, but you might get murdered. <laughs> we'll we'll, get murdered. we'll take that. Ch- it's a numbers game, isn't <laughs> it? Cheap. <laughs> yeah. And at the end of each episode, the brilliant bit, <clears throat> possibly the <throat> highlight of the whole thing, is that the murder is solved. That's all sorted. The person is carted away in handcuffs mm. or whatever. And then Shane gets to perform a song. Oh, so no. it's a bit like Malcolm and Wise doing Bring Me Sunshine at the end of everything. <laughs> he, he's on stage in the ship's theatre, performing to what mad. I think right. are. People waving their hands in the air, you know, like doing and just singing wow. along. And he's singing "Daydream Believer" in this one, which is actually it does a very good version it's, it's of "Daydream good. Believer," which is my own karaoke song. Oh, so I was good. singing along while I was watching my oh, preview nice. copy. My wife started hammering on the ceiling with a broom. Got <laughs> <laughs> uh, a window into the ward house <laughs> there. there. Yeah. Well, it's I'm it's difficult with these shows because I watched <clears throat> Mira Seal's new vehicle, yeah. Mrs. Sidhu. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it's a nice, you know, it's quite nice. It was well made, nice idea. But it, it, you'd seen it before. Do you know what I mean? You'd yeah. seen. That well, idea of the person that helps the real police, people on yeah. a ship where there's lots of murders, mm. the police don't care, and he yes. sings at the end. Sounds a whole new format to me. I'm uh, going to give it a go. I love it. I, I want more of it. Time mm. for one more. It's this evening. Uh, a yes. lot of people would have listened listen to the Uncanny podcast that yeah. Danny Robbins has done. He's been going for a long time. He's had yeah. a two or three big series. They've now brought it to TV. I take it it's just the, it's the same thing with it the, is the on same the telly. Thing. It is the same thing pretty much. But obviously, you see the people, and mm. um, you know when you see people, you it makes it oh they, they look strange mm. or whatever. So it, it's it's I think the thing, but it's him, isn't it? I think his delivery. He's got such a distinctive mm. style mm. that certain people can present. Somebody else could present this, and you just go, oh gosh, yeah, whatever. It's just another one of these, you know, paranormal what's it's of which yeah. we've had ample but he's got such an engaging or distinctive at least style mm, i think some yeah. people might say it's a bit like listening to john ronson or something or other you actually think whatever the subject matter your voice and your tone draws mm. draws me oh in. he sells it doesn't he i yeah, mean honestly really. if you didn't believe in ghosts half an hour in his company you would that's exactly um, it so, so anyway I'll, I'll give it a crack now um from next week we've, we're going to switch things around you're going to be popping up mondays at 3 30 i am indeed, and just yes. previewing mm. giving us your four uh, picks for the week so we're going to move into a Monday slot Mike which is yeah. I, I think uh, 
and as long as you, uh, Brighton aren't playing Chelsea on Sunday, I imagine it'll all go quite well. Um, yeah, that could be terrible, couldn't it? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Here we are. That was this afternoon's show. As it all unfolded this afternoon, thank you for joining us. We're back on Monday. Thank you, Danny Kelly will join us for an England chat and more. Uh, we'll have all sorts of other stuff going on. The producer's gone to his phone, which would suggest that we've got some top guests. No, he's looked at it. We haven't. But uh, it <laughs> we is International Week. Though. We'll find a way of filling it. We always do, somehow. Great. <laughs> <Right. laughs> That's fantastic. That's right. we, can't, we can't guarantee you quality, but we can, car- we can guarantee you girth. Quantity. Quantity. <laughs> uh, have a great weekend. Enjoy all the sport. Much of it you'll hear on TalkSport and TalkSport 2, and we'll catch up with you on Monday. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.